One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Boost Your Biology podcast. My name is Lucas, and I'm the founder of Ergogenic Health. Together in this podcast series, we will go underground to explore cutting-edge health and human performance insights that you simply cannot search on Google to help you upgrade your existence. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Boost Your Biology podcast. Today, I'm with an intimacy expert who is officially the world's most respected sexual biohacker. We have Suzanne Bratton. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lucas. It's great to be here. I can't believe I missed you at the Biohacker Summit in Amsterdam. We were both speakers there. How did I miss? Well, I'm sure I saw you. I'm sure you walked by me and I thought to myself, what a good looking guy. But that didn't, I didn't get to meet you. And I'm super bummed about that. But it's so nice to be on your show. You and I are supplementation nerds, biohacker mm. nerds, and we both love fantastic intimacy. So we're kindred spirits already. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, very, very passionate about this space. And um, yeah, me too. I mean, it, I'm glad that you're, you know, a voice for this because not many people are really talking about what you talk about. So mm. maybe Susan, do you want to let my audience know a little bit about yourself? Like, how sure. did you get into sexual biohacking? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So my name is Susan Bratton and my title is Intimacy Expert to Millions. And I am a publisher of passionate lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills and intimate health and wellness therapies and protocols. I write about them. I'm a biohacker myself, in addition to a sexual biohacker. And I also own a sexual vitality supplement manufacturing company called The 20. Um, so my first brand is Better Lover at betterlover.com. The second is the 20 at the20store.com. And um, 
I've been doing this for a couple of decades. It's my second career. In my mid-40s, my marriage hit the rocks and uh, and not the ones under the Sydney Bridge. Uh, <laughs> so I've been there. Uh, these were much worse rocks. We thought about getting divorced and realized that our issue was that I was avoiding him for sex and I was avoiding him for sex because I'd been having intercourse with him for a dozen years and I never had an orgasm from it. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted mm. great sex, but I just, it wasn't happening. And I, and he, he was very mad at me and he tried everything begging and honeydews and, you know, being rational and, you know, whatever it might be. But I hadn't really clearly identified that that was even the problem. I just knew I didn't really like it. And so we just decided instead of getting divorced, like we saw all our friends doing that we would see if we could try to fix our marriage. We went to therapy and therapy helped a bit because I had had a lot of sexual trauma and abuse. And so one of the issues I had was that I wasn't able to be really present during lovemaking. And Tim, really, Tim is my husband's name, my husband of 30 years now. And Tim really helped me come back to myself and get back into my body over and over again. And, you know, our partners are really often... You know, there are more and more sex therapists now, but for so many of us, it's our partners that do help us through our healing journey, our sexual trauma and healing journey, because very few of us have escaped any kind of sexual trauma because of all the repression, the religiosity, the, the abuse, the shame, the lack of information, which creates fear. Most of us are walking around with some sort of traumas and shames. So the, the therapy was helpful, but it wasn't helpful in the way that we needed it, which was we were still the blind leading the blind in the bedroom. We decided to go, because we live in the San Francisco Bay Area, to some sex workshops. We went to tantric workshops, the Human Awareness Institute, learned the Sex, Love, and Intimacy series. We did orgasmic meditation. We did all kinds of things. And when we, when we discovered my G-spot and awakened it, when I experienced the pleasure of female ejaculation, which all women can do, just like men ejaculate and urinate out of their urethral canals, so do women. We've got a little muscle there that knows when to open and close so we can do both. And um, we, we really started gaining some skills. The number one skill that we gained was that we had everything to lose because we were best friends. We had a beautiful little daughter. We had a great life. It was just our sex life that was broken. And so we decided to become honest. We knew Brad Blanton, the author of Radical Honesty, and we're like, all right, let's do it. Let's just tell the truth. And the interesting thing about telling the truth is that you have to unwind an entire lifetime of being culturally taught to hide your feelings, push your feelings down, walk on eggshells, brush things under the carpet, minimize you, you know, your experience, all for some greater good bull malarkey, right? And... Um, when we started getting honest, the, the hardest part about it wasn't what needed to be said. My husband is a very strong, very smart man, and he can handle things. I, as well, can handle things, and I love the truth. It was the unlearning of the lying that's endemic to our cultures that was the issue. I now, honestly, Lucas, I don't hang out with anybody where I have to filter myself in any way. I don't even, I, I am so thoroughly exactly who I am in every moment 
And I find that that gives people great a great sense of relief. They know what they're getting and they know I'm happy because I'm happy. I, I ask for what I need. I tell you what I want and don't. I, I speak up for myself. I say when I'm wounded. I process my crap. I do all of those things. And that was really pivotal in having us begin to figure out how to transform having sex into making love, how to turn me into a massively multi-orgasmic woman. And now I'm the person 20 years later who's wandering around talking about things like, did you know there are 20 kinds of male and female orgasms the human body can have? And uh, teaching people about their genital anatomy and how we have the same amount as women of erectile tissue as our male-bodied partners do, but theirs gets a in two minutes and it takes ours 20 minutes to achieve the same amount of erectile function and that without erectile function in our bodies we can't our brain can't feel the signals of orgasm and that's a lot of why i wasn't able to have orgasms from intercourse and learning how to cross the gasm chasm closing that orgasm gap between how easy it was for my husband and how difficult it was for me it's become quite easy and I'm massively multi-orgasmic in intercourse now. And um, most women think there's something wrong with them. They don't understand that they just need to know what to do. And so that's really what I've devoted the last two decades of my life to doing. And that is in a terribly censored world where it's very difficult for me to be on social media or any of those kinds of things. Um, thank God for podcasts, because this is where we have honest conversations and learn from each other what is actually possible in an uncensored medium of relation, relational <clears throat> conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, you're doing a fantastic job at sort of normalizing some of these um sexual complaints that people are, are talking about these days. So maybe do you want to sort of expand upon, I mean, you said, you know, not being present during sex. I mean, this is something that I've even personally struggled with in the past, um, just being too distracted and focused on the future, too busy with work, things like that. So like, yeah. what are some of the common sexual complaints you're seeing today? Performance anxiety is the number one for all people across the gender spectrum. Um, what, what people think is missed, mismatched libido, which is often just one person's not, has never gotten the kind of pleasuring that is required for them to really get fully aroused. So teaching people about how arousal ladders work, how genital engorgement works, and how to pleasure the genital and physical body anatomy in ways that allow us to escalate our desire overcoming the guilt and the shame that have been installed in us, as well as any trauma, letting go and moving through that trauma, which is very possible. Um, these are the kinds of things that I think people struggle the most with. Many people struggle with um, having a desire that they're afraid to voice, that they don't think their partner will allow them to have. Um, that's very common too. But one of the things that I, though I do have um, programs such as, um, the Passion Patch, Revive Her Drive. Um, what I think I do the best is, because I'm not a therapist, I'm a publisher and author of 44 books and programs on passionate lovemaking. Um, what I think I do is less in the area of fixing problems and more in the area of creating more opportunity. So techniques are fantastic and I've written and published hundreds of them. 
communication skills are very, very important. And actually, most recently, I've been working on what I call an ascension model for bedroom conversation, starting with understanding what you want and being able to voice it because it changes every time, every day and every second. Your body is, you know, is, is, is in a flow state and it, it wants different things all the time. All the way up to understanding how to ask for what you want, um, how to appreciate, adore and worship your partner in the bedroom, how to understand that men especially really want to be respected for a job well done and to make sure they feel that deeply, your deep appreciation. Women need a lot of encouragement because we've been so held back sexually in our society. So the encouragement and adoration is very, very important for us. Um, fantasy sharing, sharing favorite frames, these kinds of techniques. Once you get talking, then you can begin to have that. That's the foundation just like the foundation for arousal is actually relaxation. If you're nervous, if you're in your head, if you're not present, if you're worried about what happened in the past or you're catastrophizing the future, um, which men really do a lot too, um, because you guys are so goal oriented, you want it to all go perfectly. So you're not here, you're back, you're over there where you want to be, where you want to be going. And, and what I tell guys is turn around and come back and get us and just hold us by the hand and let's go there together. You know, let's go mm. together. So I think the idea that the couples who play together, stay together, especially in the bedroom and that learning new skills together, um, you know, what are you learning together right now? And you ask a lot of people and they're like, I don't know. I think we're pretty much just kind of having intercourse and it's good. And the thing is that that is fantastic. And I certainly love intercourse, but there are many, many things that a couple can learn. And even if you're single, um, solo kinds of, um, sexual, maturation is really good. So I put together something called the Sex Life Bucket List. It's at sexlifebucketlist.com and it's 48 erotic play dates that couples can do. And it when you go there to get the Sex Life Bucket List, it's a PDF that you can print out. And there's a video that I recorded that basically I walk you through all these 48 different things that you might want to learn together. And then you write down A's against the ones that are really going to go on your bucket list right away. Bs are, well, it wouldn't be necessarily what I would want to do, but if my girlfriend wanted to do it, I'd be down for doing it with her. And Cs are, it's not for us right now. It's not for me right now anyway. And, and maybe I'll get there and maybe I'll, it'll never appeal to me. They're all very appealing and comfortable kinds of things and really fun and erotic and sensual and heart connected and passionate and, you know, delicious. And so I think that once a couple has their little A bucket list, then they can start to explore new things that they can learn, like having an expanded orgasm practice, doing yoni and lingam massage, um, lingerie photo shoots, or, or, you know, filming yourself making love and watching it later and talking about what the best parts were for you, or uh, the, the art of shibari and rope tying, or learning how to do um, honorable um, 
ravishment and restraint or uh, learning one of the 20 kinds of orgasms, maybe finding your P spot or your G spot or experiencing female ejaculation or becoming a multi-orgasmic man. I mean, these are just, these are just a handful of the 48 in the list. And I think that is what ultimately people are looking for from someone like me. I'm not there to fix your problems. That's what therapists do. I'm here to have you help you have super hot, sexy, incredibly intimate, massively erotic, um, spiritual, heart-connected, mind-blowing experiences together. That's my jam. Yeah. Yeah. No, you do a, you, again, you do such a great job again at explaining all of that. And there's a few things that actually came up for me, uh, you know, in that regard. Um, one thing I'd like to sort of discuss is like with, uh, from the female mindset and obviously the female neurochemistry, I mean, I've under, I understand male biology pretty well in terms of neurotransmitters, dopamine, histamine, acetylcholine, nitric oxide, all of that plays a huge role, prolactin. Um, but in terms of the, you know, the female mindset or within a woman's mind, like what do you think are some of the biggest like libido killers in women? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that if you, I look at it in a fairly simple way, which is that the male, let's just call it male and female with the carve out that, I support the full expression across the gender spectrum. I am a sparkle rainbow pony. I am a pansexual, sapiosexual, poly bisexual woman. <laughs> so, you know, I like uh, lovey, emotional, super smart, um, gender fluidity types of people. Uh, so I'm very open to all expression, but we're born into one or the other. Primarily, the large majority of us are born into an XX or XY chromosome body. And if we're XX, we have a vulva and we have uh, estrogen dominant neurotrans or uh, hormone profile. If we're born into an XY chromosome, we have a penis and testicles and a prostate and we have testosterone dominance, and that makes us very different. One of the things that makes us different is that we have the same amount of erectile tissue, but in men, it's a very straight shot. In that penile chamber, it fills very quickly. And in the female body, you take that same, the, there's twice as much material as you see in the penis. The penis is twice as big as it visibly sticks out of the body. It goes in and down toward the testicles, and it's all this erectile tissue. It's like a banana's worth of erectile tissue. If you take that out of the penis and you turned it into a circle that came to a point at the top, it would be like a teardrop and you put it right around the vaginal cavern. That's what our erectile tissue systems look like, but it takes us about 20 minutes to get it filled up. Mm. The, the male has extra testosterone, which is the, that is the molecule of lust, of desire. And so, you know, he wakes, he, he has nocturnal, if he's healthy, he has nighttime erections, frequent, sometimes so hard they wake him up. He wakes up with a boner in the morning, if he's healthy. He masturbates daily, typically. Men do. They're born to keep their semen topped up and fresh. Some men don't like to do it. It depletes them. Other men, 
that's what they like to do. It, it's a bell curve, like everything in sexuality, but generally men are frequent masturbators. So they're, they're playing with their penis and they're having ejaculations and orgasms. And so they're doing that a lot where, and they're goal oriented, they're driven to achieve, they want respect for a job well done, and they will put their pleasure aside to give their partner pleasure. The female, she's an estrogen dominant person. She's got this slower filling erectile tissue system, still three chambers, but they're in nooks and crannies. She does not walk in the world safely. Uh, I saw a study recently that said that uh, across all countries, 99% of sexual predators are men. Men are the prey. Men are the predators and women are the prey. We are prey. So we are the skittery little horses out in the field that run. We're nervous. We're fl fl fleet-footed. And we don't walk in the world feeling safe. Not only that, but we typically do the homework and the work work. We're also paid less for our work. So we have to work very hard to achieve parity. These things are, are changing slowly over time, but this is the world in which we've grown up. And so we have a lot going on and estrogen is the molecule of safety. Estrogen makes us keep our attention on a million things. Women are very much multitaskers. Guys are like, hey, honey, uh, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, can you see that I'm doing something? And your wife is like, dude, Jesus, I do 200 things at the same time. But this is how it is, right? I mean, this is just how it is. So you have to, you have to respect the differences because they're beautiful together as well. But the thing is that when, when people think about sex, what they think is that sex means intercourse and that everything mm -hmm. else is just foreplay. But I'd like to strike those words from our vocabulary and have us be really rethinking it because holding each other, holding a woman, stroking her, relaxing her, letting her get out of her head and into her body, uh, kissing her eyelids and her forehead and her cheeks and her neck, stroking her body, giving her a yoni massage. And I, I should probably say what a yoni massage is just for some listeners who might not know Sanskrit. <laughs> <laughs> the word yoni, Y-O-N-I, is a Sanskrit word. And the people in the tantric lovemaking world, they use that as the word that means the, the entire female genital pleasure system, which is all of our parts. It's not just our vagina and the tip of our clitoris. That's just the tip of the iceberg. The, all the labia, the mons, the every part of our genital system and, and our breasts and nipples and our lips and tongue and throat and neck are all part of our erectile system. But because that takes a while to get filled with blood so that it expands, so that it sends more pleasure signals to the biggest sex organ, our brain, it, it, it takes us a while. And when our, when our guys are already turned on, they're already horny, they already have an erection, and they're already way ahead of us, they forget to turn around. Mm and come back and slow down and connect in heart with us. One of the biggest issues that guys have is that their penis and their heart are not connected. They think about their penis as a tool of pleasure, but they don't think about 
loving through their penis, bringing their heart through their penis into their woman. They don't, they're not, they're like, oh, geez, I never even thought about that. I wondered why sex felt a little empty to me. And so I think the difference between needing to settle and feel safe and relaxed and appreciated and loved and adored, and then allowing us that prolactin let down where the tears might well, saliva runs, our breasts let down, our vagina begins to lubricate because the vagina doesn't, it's not a gland. It doesn't have any lubrication in it. It actually requires the blood plasma, which what we have five liters of blood in our body. That's not enough to be everywhere all at once. So our <laughs> vascular system has to use nitric oxide. You, you call it nitric oxide, which I think is very cute. <laughs> Um, the nitric oxide has to allow that blood to move from our brain when we're thinking, from our glutes when we're working out, down into our pelvic bowl so that the plasma can slowly seep through all the vaginal mucosal lining. So if she doesn't have that, she feels dry, she feels unsafe, she's not wet. I mean, it just, most guys have finished and had their ejaculation before she ever even got lubricated because they're just driving to intercourse instead of all the things, the yoni massage, which is the, the massage of the vulva and the vagina, uh, oral pleasuring, in, introducing toys which vibrate the tissue and bring in the blood flow and send the signals to the brain to process the pleasure. All of these things are the things that we female bodied people need. And it's like over before we've even gotten relaxed. And mm. so I think having that idea that, oh, sex is all the things, not just intercourse. Let's get good at all the things. Are you an incredible kisser? Can you get lost in your kissing? Can you have orgasms from just having your breasts and nipples stroked and licked? Can you have incredible full body orgasms from having your penis pleasured with hands and toys? You know, it's just like, let's, let's try and do those things that help level the playing field for equal pleasure for both partners. And it's nobody's fault. People just don't know these things because it is censored information. I can't post any of this on the internet and get any traffic to it because I am censored. And so thank God for podcasts where we can begin to say, oh, Susan Bratton, I'm going to go to betterlover.com and get that sex life bucket list and find out about Yoni massage and change my sex life and be one of those people like her that's 62 and having the best sex of her life. That's what I want. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I, I love that. I love that. With, um, you mentioned obviously the different types of, um, female orgasm. I'd actually yeah. be curious to know more about, um, sexual attraction and how that can either increase as the relationship goes on or it can actually decrease and like mm -hmm. what you think are the major factors behind you know what happens after the honeymoon period like is there a is there a normal is it normal for there to be a drop-off in sexual attraction between the couple or yeah it's only normal because people don't do anything interesting <laughs> 
you know, like if it's the same o same o, it's boring. Like, huh? I love mm. my chicken and broccoli and rice dish, but I don't eat it every night, right? <laughs> Variety is the spice of life. <laughs> um, I think that the number one thing for couples is for women. I think it's grooming. Men get a little sloppy with their grooming. They get those Shrek toes, and, you know, they don't go to the dentist frequently enough and get their teeth scaled and they put on a gut and they don't manscape and their nails and hands get scratchy and they don't shave as well as they used to. And they've got ear hair and chicks hate that. Mm. You know, I just saw the, the funniest reel on Instagram. My boyfriend sent it to me, actually. And it was this young woman. She was Australian. And uh, she she was like, I am 30. I don't know, I'm going to say 34 years old. I'm 34 years old. And I don't want to see any of your pics on your dating profiles. Frankly, I want to see what your house looks like. Are your sheets clean? What is the thread count? When was the last time you scrubbed your bathroom? Is there an ascent of trash around your house? <laughs> She said, I'm never going to have sex with another man for the rest of my life in sh dirty old sheets. You know, <laughs> yeah. this is what women care about grooming. I've done over the last two decades. I've done a lot of longitudinal research on sexual attitudes. And it doesn't matter what decade we're in. When you ask women what they want in a man, they want impeccable grooming they want heart connection what they would call emotional connection they want your presence and they want you to get out of your head and into your body with them they know the minute you start obsessing they want you with them not disconnected not aloof not doing them we don't want to get done we want to we want you to be with us not do us so I think that though it's, it, and I could honestly, Lucas, I could tell people that I could tell dudes this for the rest of my life. And it's like the simplest friggin' thing to take a shower before you make an offer to your partner. And the, and they still won't do that. It's like the, they're dirty birds. You dudes, a lot of you, dudes, not all you dudes, but a lot of you dudes are dirty birds. And, uh, and you know, they'll be like, well, I took a shower. They're like, congratulations. Super <laughs> glad that you had to tell me. Like, I should give you a gold star. <laughs> but okay, here's the gold star. Good job. Good job, honey. Took a shower. Mm. You know I, mean? I mean, it seems silly that here we are having a conversation, this remedial, but it's <clears throat> literally what pisses her off. And, mm. and guys, like, they can't. They're like, how could this be, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, well, let me ask you a question. Do you want her to wear lingerie? Oh God, I do. I'd love that. I'm like, do you kind of get a heart on every time you see your boobs? I do. I do. You know, this is like, <laughs> it is what it is. I didn't make humanity. I'm just reporting in from earth. <laughs> Here's another thing. This is uh, from the Seduction Trilogy, which is um, what, one of my mentors, Dr. Patty Taylor. I have published her work. She is retired now, and I'm carrying on the legacy of her work. And I'm very, very, very honored to do so. She was a very, very 
early pioneer in female orgasmic study. And if I had to, if I had to just push away all the surface of everything that I do, what I am really about is human orgasmic potential. I'm about how to co-create the most incredible pleasure possible that humans can have together because it is a healing pathway, a major healing pathway. It is the pathway of youth. It is the fountain of youth. Studies show that people who have intimate relations, and I didn't say sex and I didn't mean intercourse because I, I literally think if I say sex, people will be like, oh, okay, you have to have intercourse three times a week. Oh, I'm not doing that because they're not even having sex intercourse one time a week, right? So I like to say intimate relations just to make widen the playing field a little, a little bit. <laughs> but if, hmm. if you have an intimacy three times a week, what are you doing? You are resetting your nervous system. You've got an endocrine cascade of neuro neurotransmitters and hormones. You're generating all that wonderful oxytocin. You're lighting up your brain and all that oxygenation is getting up in your head, which you know you need because a lot of people are literally so sedentary. Oxygen never gets to their brain. <laughs> You're doing all of this wonderful co-regulation. You're calming yourself. Selves. You're having bliss. I mean, you're you're triggering your endocannabinoid system. You're just there's so many good things that come from intimate pleasure. And so the problem is that those those male bodied of us who are like way out in front, they're ready to go straight to intercourse. And that she's not had enough warm up to really have this fantastic pleasure and so he's he he makes her offers do you want to have sex and she's like mm, yeah i don't not really because she's not there he needs to turn around and come back and get her and make her small offers and the seduction trilogy <clears throat> is a, th a three e-book audio book series that dr patty wrote and it teaches men, very specifically, it teaches men how to make women offers that get them starting to say yes to things. And then knowing how to right size those offers so they begin, women begin to be like a yes to everything with them. Because mm. he's so far ahead, he's making her an offer that's much too big. Do I want sex? I do not want sex. I mean, I'd like to have some lunch, honestly. I need to fold some towels. So like, oh, okay. Well, would you like me to, what would you like to eat? Let me, let me do that. Do you want me to carry the load upstairs and I can help you fold? No, you don't need to help me fold. That is my job. I, I will fold. But yeah, I, I could take, I'd like a little, I'd like a hard boiled egg and some cottage cheese. That'd be super nice. Thank you. Okay. Later on. Honey, it's the end of the day. Would you like to have a glass of Chardonnay and I'll give you a foot rub. You've had a long day. Oh, okay. And does she know he's trying to curry this interaction? Of course she does. But she's open to a foot rub. She's open to a neck rub. She's open to telling him about her day. She's open to him holding her on the sofa. And then she can begin to get into that space of remembering that she wants him. And then if 
he doesn't rush her to intercourse and he gives her lots of pleasure. She's going to want more and more sex. She's going to be a yes to more and more things. And so it's really as simple as learning the four keys to seduction, which is what the Seduction Trilogy teaches. Of course, at SeductionTrilogy.com. For those who are interested, there's a free book at More Sex More Often that teaches more about these small offers. Because guys are like, can you just give me a list of the offers? <laughs> yes. MoreSexMoreOften.com has a list of the offers. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I think um, one thing, Susan, you've uh, mentioned is around the attraction and orgasm potential, like how to max out your orgasmic potential. And this would also apply to, you know, to men as well. Yeah. Um, there's something that I think is affecting a number of people worldwide that's not yeah. really getting a lot of attention. And that is um, the impact of SSRI medications or serotonin. Oh. Yeah. So maybe do you want to speak about the, um, it's known as PSSD. Mm -hmm. I get DMs every single day asking about how to fix it and how to reverse it. Um, for those listening in, we're referring to post-SSRI sexual dysfunction. Mm -hmm. um, and this is when individuals that have used SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, mm -hmm. um, they complain of numb, numb genitals, yeah. blunted orgasm, um, mm -hmm. and things like that. So maybe do you want to talk about that, Susan? God, why don't we talk about how they got there in the first place? Hmm. Absolutely. Let's talk about that. How do yep. they get there in the, how do they end up on SSRIs? What happened to their physiology that they had to get on those medications? You tell me, I have my guesses. Uh, well, in my opinion, I think it's, um, oftentimes, uh, just like a, an immediate reaction by the, by the doctor or GP to just, you know, suppress symptoms or, you know, not, not address the root cause when the root cause might actually be trauma it might be nutrient deficiencies it might be hormonal imbalances um yeah def definitely like no one really suffers from an ssri deficiency like it just <laughs> does <laughs> amen and hallelujah lucas yeah exactly so <clears throat> the answer is to solve that problem, you have to fix the root cause of what you got into the mess in the first place. And you've got to detox from the SSRIs. And you've got to look at what your physiology is. And you've got to write the root. And I honestly think for a lot of people, the very first thing I would do is I would do genetic testing for MTHFR SNPs and start them on SAMe if they're MTHFR. I mean, Jesus, the difference between a day with and without SAM-E supplementation first thing in the morning for me is a grumpy hopelessness versus a, an ebullient exuberance. It, <laughs> it's, um, and it took me until I was in my 50s to wow. realize that SAM-E was what I don't make well because of my genetic situation. Mm. I think there's just a massive amount of that. How about ultra processed foods that are fake foods that people are eating because no one's learned how to cook real whole foods and eat them? How about the lack of getting out in nature and moving our bodies? Um, how about the stresses that we're under in our society and learning how to co-regulate and regulate our nervous systems, our heart rate variability? You had a guy on uh, just recently talking about HRV. Um, 
That is unfortunately what the people who have PSSD need to do. They need to wind it all the way back because over time, if they can get to the systemic reasons that are creating these feelings of anxiety and depression, they can move through it and get to a feeling of not needing these things that are ruining their sensitivity and their orgasmic, you know, their ability to achieve climax. Um, mm. I mean, I just, I just don't think that there's any, there's no pill I can give somebody to fix that problem. That's, that's what functional medicine doctors, integrative doctors and therapists are for. It's, it is a rampant issue and my heart goes out to those people who got sold on the pills as being the solution. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a common issue that I get messaged about daily. And, um, in terms of overcoming the symptoms, um, you know, there's, there are some modalities, there are certain supplements and, um, certain drugs that might be able to block certain serotonin receptors to, ignite that sexual oxytocin pathway. Um, but what's really important to, I guess, elaborate to my listeners is the difference between ejaculation and orgasm, because mm -hmm. you know, a number of men that suffer from PSSD say that they can ejaculate, but there's literally no orgasm at all. Like a, right. there's a complete absence of orgasm. So maybe do you want to explain, you know, there's a difference between ejaculation and orgasm. Yeah. I'd like to say one thing about oxytocin that's also very interesting when we're talking about the root cause of the lack of oxytocin. And that is that um, I actually, I make a morning smoothie every day. I make a custom smoothie for myself and a custom smoothie for my husband. They have entirely different ingredients in them. And one of the things that I do is I culture my own yogurt at home. I also make my own nut milk because all the yogurt and the nut milk that you get at the store are full of fillers and thickeners and gums and sugars. And there are barely any probiotics at all in those yogurts anyway. And I use Lactobilis ruteri. Mm -hmm. I get it from a company called Oxyceutics. They have a product called gut to glow and I open up the capsules. It's a supplement and I open up the capsules and I put that into the, I use half and half, but you can use nut milk too, but I, I like it. I'm a Northern European girl. Dairy suits me. So it doesn't bother me at all. I'm not, I don't have any lactose issues. And, um, I may, I culture it over 36 hours. I really let it, I really let it culture and ferment for a long time. So that it has very high yields of the lactobilis ruteri and lactobilis ruteri is the, is the bacteria in our microbiome that is required for our body to synthesize and create oxytocin. Mm. So we can take exogenous oxytocin. We can take it intranasally. We can put it intravaginally, intrarectally, etc. We could do it sublingually in trochies if we wanted to. We can compound oxytocin and we can exogenously uh, deliver it. But I like to make it by refilling my gut with the bacteria that probably got killed off a long time ago as a kid from all the antibiotics <laughs> that were given to me. So I'm a very, I was a very poor oxytocin producer and now I'm a very good oxytocin producer. And oxytocin has a, I love 
everybody, Lucas. It's so crazy how happy I am, how much I love people, how much pleasure and joy I get, how much I love touching and hugging everybody. I'm just a little love bug now. And it's <laughs> directly attributed to that lactobillus ruteri, a funny little bug in my gut that has me just flowing now with oxytocin. Mm, that's actually funny you mentioned that, Susan, because I first learned about that lactobacillus ruteri probably f three or four years ago, um, mm -hmm. started experimenting with it. Yeah. Um, purely based on there was a research study in male rats saying it gives them bigger balls. So, of course, I wanted right. to... and beautiful hair. Yeah, yeah. They get pelts, like their pelts get luxurious. <laughs> yeah, I've read all those studies. Yeah, yeah. So I had some this morning. Did it make your balls bigger? Um, well, I didn't have measurements before, before and after. Okay. Um, but I think my my sexual performance improved. Uh -huh. I'd say my 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 reload time, like that, yeah, that improved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I also like red light, red light therapy, photobiomodulation mm. on the testicles and the penis. Um, one of the things that I'm really big in, it, it turns out, Lucas, that I'm the queen of penis pumps. I oh, yeah. really like to help men with reversing the atrophy of aging. And mm. I like them to also be able to have a bigger penis. You know, women can't get their boobs bigger by using vacuum devices or any of those kinds of things. And implant surgery is very, very, you know, dangerous. And women are having explants now, and I don't recommend that. But men are so lucky because you can actually use a penis pump and pull the blood into your penis and slowly stretch the, 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 the skin and the tunica albuginea and fill the chambers with more blood. So you enhance blood carrying capacity. And then that means that when you have that capillaries begin to grow out into the edges a little bit more. And when that happens, then innervation happens with the nerves. So the nerves can grow out to the edges. So you end up getting more girth first. And this is with a pumping routine of every other day or a couple of times a week, consistently over 10 months to a year, you can gain 20 to 25% increase in overall penile volume. And the pump that I recommend, which I can have sent to you if you'd like to try it, I highly recommend it. Um, it actually is a two cylinder system. The first cylinder, you put your, you put your balls and your penis, you put your testicle and your penis in there. You create a nice seal with some lube. You pull the blood in, hold it for 10 minutes, keep it topped up for 10 minutes, release it, massage your penis, take the smaller cylinder, put that just on your penis, pull the blood in, take it to the, take it to, there's a protocol in my pumping guide. It's pumpingguide.com on page 40 that tells you how many degrees of negative pressure over the period of pumping you need to do over the course of the weeks and months because you start slow and small. You've got to stretch everything and kind of get it going. And then you pump the second pump and then you release it and then you pump one more time for 10 minutes and then you use a strap or a constriction ring at the end and release the vacuum and hold the blood in for about a half an hour. So it kind of is holding that larger size so everything can kind of grow. 
and you would be absolutely amazed at how much length and girth you can achieve. So guys go from just trying to reverse atrophy to actually enjoying male enhancement. If they're five inches, they want to be six. If they're six, they want to be seven. Basically, women can never be too rich and too thin, and men can never have a penis that's too big. It's just what guys want. They want a big thud factor. <laughs> And they want it to be firm and veiny. And as you age, you get less veiny, you get less, you get softer. It just doesn't hold as much blood and it doesn't stay as strong. And I recently uh, was on a show called Cocktails with Dimple in the Beard. It's on YouTube. And Dean and Brian, I've been on their show a few times. They're, they're really fun guys. And I sent them pumps. And Dean said that he takes SSRIs and he hardly ever would climax. And now he is able to climax again because he got sensitivity back in his penis from the growth and the innervation of the capillary system, letting the, the nerves grow out to the edges. And he was able to begin to feel things he hadn't felt for years. So mm. when you asked me that question, I didn't want to just say, <clears throat> use a penis pump because I, I, I want to go to the root of the problem. But mm. Dean did tell me that it helped him with his sensation loss. And I hear sensation loss from men all the time and say, first thing I would, well, the first thing I would do is I would start eating some real food, right? <laughs> but the second, and exercise, get the blood flowing. But the second thing I would do is pump my penis. And so- mm. For those of your listeners who are like, oh, wow, I thought that was just like, you know, a party trick or something. Not at all. You lucky ducks can enhance your length and girth with the right kind of penis pump. I do not recommend water pumps. I do not recommend most pumps on the market. The pump I recommend is in the pumping guide. And I'd be happy to send you one if you'd like to try it out. Yeah. And the balls don't grow from pumping. <laughs> But it does have a red light wrap that helps with, you know, mitochondrial development of the Leydig cells, enhancing testosterone and fertility, et cetera. And um, there's also a penile extender. I do not recommend jelking and I don't recommend weight hanging either because I work with thousands of men who DM me or email. They get on my email newsletter and they email me. I always get all the emails and I reply to every man. And I just have... I have a decade of men telling me that they they broke something, hurt something, bruised something uh, from using a pump the wrong way, too much pressure, jelking, weight hanging, water pump. And so <clears throat> I don't help people who call me and go, I've got this other pump thing around. I'm like, I can't help you. You have to use a safe product. You've got to use an FDA class two medical device. It's like 179 bucks. It's not like it's expensive, but mm. you have to use the right thing and you have to get the right size cylinders to achieve the right vacuum pressure to actually affect the reversal of the atrophy and move into growth. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you've mentioned that. And I'll make sure to leave that linked in the podcast show notes, Susan, because I know yeah, a lot of my listeners will definitely find that useful. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of content on YouTube about different penis pumps and different YouTube channels and different brands being promoted. I've personally never used one, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd be interested to learn more about that. So I'll make sure to leave that linked in the, um, in the podcast show notes, Good. but in terms of maybe like one 
like final message for my listeners, Susan, yeah. what would you like in terms of maybe like building up sexual self-awareness or some, mm -hmm. some, you know, great little biohack that they can um, implement? What would be your final message to those listening in? If you're over 40, take a nitric oxide supplement <laughs> <laughs> because, um, <clears throat> and make it citrulline based and, and get citrulline that is actually made from watermelon rind, not from a Chinese lab where they've taken corn that's full of pesticides, put it in a big container, inoculated it and with a bacteria that makes arginine and then inoculated it with another bacteria that eats the arginine and makes it into citrulline and still has all the pesticides in it. Um, we're trying to lower our toxic load. So um, that my company, The 20, we make a nitric oxide supplement called Flow. You can get it at buyflownow, B-U-Y-F-L-O-W-N-O-W. Um, for Australia, we can send, and I think also for the Kiwis over in New Zealand, we can send a 90 day supply. That's the max. Um, and it's best to, to do that because you've got customs to pay. But for those in the U S and Europe, there's, you know, you can buy a six month supply, take it every night instead of day. If you don't mind taking supplements before bed, because your nitric oxide stores are actually topped up at night and it's nitric oxide. That's going to get that blood flowing into the pelvic bowl and give you firmer erections and give you, and remember women have as much erectile tissue as men. We need firmer erections too. We need higher erectile function. And so if you're feeling that your orgasm feels a little further away than it used to or what have you, I think that is very, very important. And use a pump. You can use a lady pump. You can use a man pump. That can be very good. And then I think, I think you have some shockwave uh, facilities in <clears throat> Australia now. In the U.S., we have the Gaines Wave and Femi Wave brand, and they are really good for reconstituting atrophied genital tissue. They're great for breaking up scar tissue and kidney stones. They're also great for revitalizing genitals that have aged. Um, and then the kind of the cherry on the top of that biohacking sexual regenerative stack would be things like PRP, platelet rich plasma, exosomes, stem cells, either endogenous or exogenous stem cell integration into the healing of those kinds of regenerative therapies. So I'd say nitric oxide supplement is ground zero because blood flow is ground zero for your physical pleasure and sensation. And then you can start playing with toys. You can start doing orgasmic cross training. You know, there's a lot of fun things you can do from there. Definitely. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, nitric oxide is uh, perhaps the most important gaseous molecule for sexual performance. And so, um, you know, as, as you would understand, nitric oxide levels decline with age. And so anything that's going to help with increasing nitric oxide, whether that be through supplementation form, nasal breathing, um, sauna usage, things like that's absolutely imperative. So, um, yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing all of that, Susan. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. I'll make sure to leave everything you mentioned in the podcast show notes. But um, 
otherwise, yeah, I look forward to seeing you in, in, in person in the future. Me too. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get to meet you in person. I'm so sad about that, Lucas. But listen, you don't have to beg me too hard to come to Melbourne either. So <laughs> I love it there. <laughs> I've been all over Australia. I've been probably more places than Australians have been. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, thank, thank you thanks so again. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.